Hello to the Film Review Central podcast with me, Kieran Goodians. I hope you're all well. Today, I have a very, very special guest with me. He is uh, such a good friend and a big Star Wars fan as well. And he is also uh, hosting a YouTube channel called Lord of Shadows, which you can find now. Please go over and subscribe. This podcast will be over there on him. Please welcome Lord of Shadows to the podcast. How are you, sir? Well, I'm very fine. Thank you, Patrick. I'm doing pretty good. Oh. Fantastic, fantastic. So uh, what we're going to be doing today is uh, Disney has announced some incredible new Star Wars TV shows. Um, me and Lord of Shadows are a massive, massive fan of Star Wars, as are a lot of people. So what we've done today is that we are have ranked the Star Wars shows based on excitement levels. Um, so we've averaged out our rankings and we're going to briefly be talking about them as well before we move on to what we want to see in Taika Waititi's new Star Wars film as well. Um, before we start, Lord of Shadows, I just want to ask you a quick question about Mandalorian Season 2. Um, that is coming up, the finale is coming up this week on Disney+. Plus. Um, how, have you, how have you found the Mandalorian Season 2? Have you liked it more than Season 1, or do you think it's uh, pretty much the same? Well, I will say this, you know, the thing John Clare and Dave Lone do and TV show in general. At first, I was kind of like, you know, uh, see, like, you know, we're like, they're not. But after watching the first season, I really was really into it. You know, I really liked this, like, you know, Western vibe, you know, to this galaxy far, far away. And the first season was really good. But the season two actually, like, really, really surprised me. Like, you know, it really, the way how it started, like it just simply went like with a surprise, with a surprise, and with so much excitement. Like you know, the season two really surprised. Yeah, definitely, it's definitely hard to make uh, you know the second season and even a second film better than the the original. But they've absolutely smashed it out of the park, and you know I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens with these uh, with these new shows that they've announced. Um, some quite risky ones, actually. Some characters that we've never even heard before, but we'll get into the top ten. Um, but make sure, guys, you go over to the Lord of Shadows YouTube channel. I've subscribed myself and watched a lot of the content. Fantastic over there, mate. So if you guys are a big fan of, of uh, movies and TV shows, uh, please go over over there and check it out. And also favorite and follow this, this podcast over there as well. So let's get into the ranking, starting with uh, Star Wars, a droid story. So this is what me and Lord of Shadows uh, put very, very low on the list. And this is an animated television movie that sees uh, new characters and new droids being guided by R2-D2 and C-3PO. Uh, Lord of Shadows, the question for you is, do you feel like this show is taking memorable characters and putting them in, in different surroundings? And do you think this has uh, mainly been designed for them younger kids? Well, uh, the, the truth is, you know, talking about the, this Star Wars in general, you know, uh, first and foremost, like, uh, I mean, I always, I first of all, I thought, you know, it was kind of cute to see kind of like this new character, this new hero, as she described, you know, to being guided by R2-D2. You know, and like she said, you know, like she said, like what can possibly go wrong? You know, which when it comes to those two, everything can go wrong. But, but I will, I will, you know, admit that you know, I think like you know, this show is maybe will be a little bit more centered around kids. But overall, I think the show will be you know for the grown-ups and especially for like you know 
Star Wars fans in general, you know. But yeah, I do think like it will be centered around uh, the the kids as well. What do you personally think about um, these characters that we know a lot about, sort of coming into different situations? How do you think? that will fit in the timeline do you think a lot of star wars fans will say well how does this link do you think it'll be possibly before a new hope or or in between do you think a lot of they're gonna have to be careful with the timeline mm. right now we don't have any revelation about uh where exactly this uh, tv show will, uh, will take place you know it's gonna be like before the original trilogy or after or even like you know in between before return of the jedi and first awaken so that's actually a pretty good question, you know. So, like, you know, right now we don't have too much information about a droid story, you know, only that it's going to be centered around this new character and R2-D2 and Creepio. So, but, you know, like you said, like, uh, do I think it will affect the timeline? Honestly, I personally don't think so. I don't think it will affect the timeline. But like I said, the main question is where, like, uh, where exactly this will be played. As so of right now, you know, we don't have any information about that, you know. But my guess would be... I don't know. It will be either maybe after Return of the Jedi, or it could be, could be possibly like maybe somewhere before New Hope, or maybe uh, you know. But I I think it's highly unlikely between the original trilogy. But I think it will be either after Return of the Jedi or uh, before New Hope. Okay, fantastic. So coming in at number nine is Star Wars Visions. Now, if you don't know what this is, this is basically celebrating the Star Wars galaxy throughout the lens of the world's best Japanese anime creators. Uh, this is coming next year, which is kind of crazy to think that uh, we're coming to the end of 2020. We've not really heard a lot about, you know, new Star Wars projects. And then they've announced it straight at us uh, that will come out next year. I'm not a big fan of Japanese uh, anime. I don't know about you, uh, Lord of Shadows, but um, how do you think the Japanese uh, anime is going to fit in this Star Wars world? Honestly, uh, when Kathleen Kennedy announced Star Wars Visions, at first, like you, I was like, you know, like, uh, what is, like, what is going to be like about exactly? And when she announced that uh, it's going to be basically like this anthology of like uh, various like uh, short like movies, which are basically compromises, uh, which is going to be done, you know, in this kind of like very, you know, anime style. I felt like, you know, at first, I was shocked, you know, that uh, this like anthology movies will be like, you know, uh, done by. Not simply one anime studios, but she said like from different, uh, very famous anime studios. So I'm guessing Toy Animation will be part of it as well. You know, that's my guess. But honestly, it's it's a really big. It, it was shocking, a little bit surprised, but honestly, I'm really uh, interested to see uh, how these anime studios will uh, basically recreate Star Wars in their own image. You know, when it comes to uh, like the, the diverse like cultural perspectives and all that. Like, I'm really curious to see what this is all going to be all about. You know, but, you know, so, so, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of interested in that, you know. I have no problem with being an anime overall, you know. But the first time they announced Star Wars Visions and they said about the, the anime thing, it kind of reminded me of the Animatrix, you know, because it was done in the same style. So, yeah, I mean, I welcome it and I'm curious to see what it's going to be all about. Yeah, one of the positives about star wars and you know every single time you go and watch a star wars film and a tv show is is that they don't that they allow 
sort of different worlds to be created. It's saying that it's celebrating the galaxy of Star Wars. So do you think this will be, you know, all new planets, all new characters? Or could we see, you know, go to Tatooine, go to, to Hoth, where we know these planets have, have, and have been mentioned in other films? Or do you think we could see a, a part of the Star Wars galaxy that we've never even seen before on screen? Well, with this, you know, Star Wars Visions and being like this anthology collection of this 10 like mini movies done in anime style, I think like, you know, I think we're going to see uh, like different perspectives of the force. I think we'll see different uh, locations. And, and also, I think we're also going to see uh, completely new characters. Now, as you mentioned, like, you no, know, will there be any reference to like the previous movies or we're going to see like some, uh, or, you know, older characters we've already been introduced before in the Star Wars vision? I, I mean, personally, I think it's possible. It could be, uh, you know, possible. But honestly, I think they're going to go uh, into a totally different direction. And what I meant by that is that we're going to see new places and uh, new characters, you know. But again, I, right now, I'm on 50-50 on this one, you know. So it's good, it could be possible to see new, uh, like older characters, older locations, you know, into Star Wars Vision. But I'm leaning more into, like, you know, new, new locations and new characters in general. Definitely, definitely. So coming in at number eight is Star Wars, Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Uh, this is a film that is being directed by Patty Jenkins. Of course, a lot of people know her as the director of the Wonder Woman and of course, Wonder Woman 1984, which I am uh, fingers crossed that's going to be absolutely fantastic. Really looking forward to that one. Um, but it's going to be a sort of a fighter pilot movie that goes right back to the old World War II uh, dogfight movies with all the planes. And that's going to be very, very interesting, isn't it, uh, Lord of Shadows? Just to see that, you know, Star Wars is very big on, on the Jedis versus the Sith. But the fact that you are going to see these sort of uh, set pieces with the, with the ships is going to be really interesting. What's your thoughts on this one? Honestly, like, first uh, of all, Really, uh, I wouldn't say surprised. I was literally blown away that Patty they're gonna they're gonna give her a Star Wars movie to direct. You know, and since the first time they mentioned her name, you know, because uh, unfortunately I only know her from the uh, Wonder Woman movies. You know, but since like the announcement that she's movie, I was immediately on board. But when they said that it's, this movie is gonna be a Rogue Squadron, it made me really excited because one of the things about Star Wars Legends that I really love as well is the Rogue Squadron stories. So I'm really, really excited for this project, and I'm and I I believe in Patty Jenkins that she's gonna do a really awesome job and basically seeing like this very peculiar team going around the galaxy in their lives, you know, battling. I I hope I think will be against the Empire and all that in general. So you know, just simply seeing that and telling the stories from their own perspectives and seeing this like maybe we're gonna see some older characters as well. But I'm thinking we're gonna see new characters in this movie. But overall, you simply seeing this like rogue squadron stories come to on the big screen for me is just simply beautiful and awesome fantastic so the coming in at number seven is star wars rangers of the new republic so this is a uh, star wars spin-off show um that is set within the timeline of the mandalorian and they are saying uh, lord of shadows that there is a strong chance that Dune will appear in this show, which is further establishing the strong connection of the show to the Mandalorian. We've we've seen more of her backstory in season two, little hints about it that she was a foot soldier. You know, she sort of got that that dark past. Do you do you think that's a show that a lot of people are going to be interested in following the Mandalorian? Well, 
first and foremost, you know, this show is going to be done by Dave Filoni and John Farrow, the guys who, who who are doing the Mandalorian. So that's one of the part of the excitement that people will have uh, with, with the Rangers of the New Republic. But honestly, for me, I think that the the one thing people will find interesting in this show is that the overall um, introduction of the New Republic, because you have to remember in The Force Awakens, we only see very briefly the New Republic, you know, before it was blown up uh, for, because of the Starkiller base. So just simply exploring the New Republic in general, that will be like the, the, that's the very first part that made me excited, you know, and I think will be, will make a lot of Star Wars fans and casual viewers excited as well, or at least interested. But when it comes to Cara Dune, some people actually were mentioning that she could be either be the main character or part of the main team, you know. Also, some people said they would love to see um, the pilot Wolf, you know, in uh, Rangers of the New Republic as well, you know. I mean, you know, the more the merrier, you know, I, I have nothing against it. But overall, I think, I don't think her will be the main character, but I think she'll be part of the characters. And I think in this, when it comes to Rangers, we're going to see completely new characters. Uh, but overall, you know, uh, the one thing we make excited is basically to see or to explore the like uh, the territory of the new republic. I think it's going to be very interesting as well because we were, you know, sort of shown in the uh, the Force Awakens that yes, the Republic is still there, but obviously there's got to be that that sort of backstory. And I think that John Favreau is an incredible filmmaker, and he's done so well with the Mandalorian. He's going to know about these worlds and sort of, you know, in between the episodes that we've, we we know and love. So coming in at number six is Star Wars Andor. This series is a spy thriller starring Diego Luna, reprising his role as Captain Cassian Andor from the film Rogue One. Now, if Anybody asks me, what is your favorite Star Wars film from the Disney properties? I always say Rogue One. That is one of my favorite films. I'm really looking forward to this show. And how do you think a spy thriller is going to sort of link in with the sci-fi? I think their, their mix of genres are going to be fantastic. What do you think about this? Yeah, honestly, uh, it's going to be a spy thriller. Uh, you know, but uh, the one thing that kind of made me end or in general is basically... Uh, to see this kind of like, you know, this uh, kind of like, you know, grittier dark side of, of the rebellion, basically. And uh, now, uh, you know, and basically just simply seeing again a little bit more of this new character, Cassian Endor, that we've seen in Rogue One. And like you said, you know, I agree. Rogue One is a really fantastic Star Wars movie. I, I agree with that. Like, it really blew my mind when I saw it the first time. So, you know, basically just simply explore, exploring the character a little bit more than what we got in the movie. Basically, look, count me in. And not to mention, like, the other members of the cast. Like, you know, we have so many big shots. In it. And one of the things that really surprised me also is to see Skarsgård being, uh, Skarsgård Sr. being part of Endor, you know. And I can tell you immediately, that's my guess, that he will play uh, a villain, you know, or more precisely an imperial villain. That's what, at least what I think. But overall, a spy thriller exploring the, this kind of, like, grittier side of the, uh, of the rebellion, you know. Like, honestly, like, at first, I wasn't quite interested. But later on, after I seen the sizzle, especially after the Disney uh, presentation, honestly, I became way more and more interested into the Star Wars show, you know. So, yeah, I mean, like, overall, I think it's going to be very interesting, very exciting to explore. So, yeah, count me in. Fantastic, fantastic. So, coming in... Uh, midway through this ranking is Lando. Now, obviously, this is a character that has been um, beloved. Obviously, we've saw him in Solo. Um, 
and also in the most recent uh, episode nine. And the main question for this one is we saw at the end of Rise of Skywalker with, um, you know, John is sort of saying, we'll find out about your past. Do you think that's the way that they're going to go into it? Do you, do you personally think that there could be a twist that, you know, that she's his, that she's his daughter? Do you think that will be uh, a show that sort of explores the family behind Lando Calrissian? Well, for now, I mean, the one thing we have to understand is that when this was basically when this uh, was revealed by Kathleen Kennedy, she only mentioned that you know we're going to see this uh, show about Lando Calrissian. You know, but again, we don't know uh, where the where the show is going to be set. It's going to be uh, set before New Hope or after the Rise of Skywalker, as you said, or maybe in the in the middle. We don't know yet. You know, but uh, you know because I mean a lot of fans are asking that you know that uh, I quite don't remember the actor's name right now, but the one who played Lando uh, in Solo. Hello. Yes. What? Donald Glover. Yes, Daniel Glover. Like a lot of people are saying that uh, you know they want him back as Lando Calrissian because a lot of people are, are thinking that this could be the adventures of the younger Lando Calrissian, which I have nothing against it, you know. And a lot, and some people are saying it could be Billy D. Williams playing like you know basically his adventures, you know, as an older Lando which- Calrissian after the rise of Skywalker. I mean. The possibilities there are there's a lot of them you know but right now like i said we don't know the timeline the exact timeline so like which actor is gonna be uh, is gonna play like lover or billy williams for now which one would you prefer but honestly what whatever they decide i'm on i'm on board with that which one which one would you prefer i mean okay billy D, billy D williams or donald glover Ooh, that's tough. That is so tough because I, I, I enjoy because I love both of them. Obviously, I love both their portrayals of Lando Carissian. So, ooh, that's tough. That's tough to decide because uh, I mean, I will go, but honestly, I mean, okay, I mean, I, I have to lean a little bit. I, I would love to see more of the older Carissian. So, yeah, I will lean more into Billy D. Williams. Okay, fantastic. So, uh, coming just missing out on the top three for Mine and Lord and Lord of Shadows combined ranking of the Star Wars shows is Star Wars the Acolyte. Now, when I was actually watching this, I know that you have as well. This was something that I had nothing, you know, I didn't know anything about it. You know, this is some part of Star Wars and the galaxy that I've not heard about. But it's also the emergence of the dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. Um, This is going to be very, very interesting because what a lot of shows or big franchises do is that they focus on the heroes, the hero's journey. But, you know, we've seen it with DC and and Suicide Squad where, you know, a lot of people and and the Joker as well that, you know, people do love to see a a story and a film or a TV show based on a villain. And how how do you think that this is going to sort of change the flow of of Star Wars? Because Suicide Squad definitely changed uh, the sort of the dynamic of the DC universe. How do you think it's going to change the dynamic of of, of Star Wars? Well, I will say this, that it's a TV show that I didn't start coming at all, you know. But uh, with the acolyte, I can definitely see a really big opportunity here. Basically, after if this show became successful, which you know, with Leslie Headland as the creator, writer, and producer from the uh, the creator of the Russian Doll. By the way, if you didn't check the Russian Doll, check it out because it's really good. 
Okay, I will do. Yeah, so Leslie, uh, after seeing Russian Doll, like, you know, I'm fully on board with Leslie and her vision of the Acolyte. And when she, when they give us information, there's going to be basically uh, the focus on the emergence of dark side powers, as you said, in the final days of the High Republic era, which is another important thing, because this is an era that it wasn't explored yet. Well, not until the, the books are released, you know, in January. So just, just simply that part, you know, that, that, that just simply shows you that we are going in another era like we're not sticking to the skywalker saga anymore like we are going to a different era you know which right now is the high republic but like you said dark side powers makes me really excited because like you said you know one thing that star wars tv shows or movies in general were missing is basically villain stories the stories about the villains you know and that's one of the things that really excites me because that's one thing that i really wanted to see for example a long time i said you know i would really love to see them do like a darth bane uh tv show you know, based on based on the books, you know, and rule two, you know, I mean, like you know, and basically with the acolyte, now this is definitely not going to be Darth Bane, but with this, I'm seeing a lot of great opportunities, you know, with this, you know, and it's definitely going to be a Sith story, you know. Now she said that the that the main character will be a a female character as the main as the main lead, but also she she said that there's going to be also other like different main characters as well, you know. And my guess will be like we're gonna see different like uh, Jedi and Sith as well in it. But it's gonna be definitely Sith centric, you know. So yeah, if the acolyte is successful, I can definitely see an open door to a lot of like different uh, opportunities, you know, to create uh, or produce uh, more Star Wars uh, stories when it comes to the villains, you know. And and one thing I was really asking for for a long time is to basically more more stories about the Sith. And the Acolyte, for me, is basically like a dream come true, and I really can't wait to see this this story in action. Fantastic, fantastic. So uh, just uh, coming into the top three is one of the shows which I, I knew it was coming. They, sh- they showed us just a little bit more of information, and that is Star Wars The Bad Batch. Um, so this is both a sequel and a spin-off of Star Wars The Clone Wars, and it saw, sees uh, a unique squad of clones who vary genetically from their brothers in the clone army. This is going to be something that is going to be really, really interesting for fans to see how it links into the Clone Wars. I'm currently watching that at the moment. I'm on season two, just at the end of season two. Um, I do need to catch up, I know. But The Bad Batch is going to be one of the of a show which, like we mentioned, they're focusing on different groups like you know, the droids, like the villains. Again, it's showing the clones. How... Do you think uh, Star Wars fans are going to respond to this? Because this is another area of Star Wars that has not really been um, sort of looked at enough, but it looks like they are going to in this new series. Well, uh, I will say this, that the, uh, the Clone Wars fans in general, I think they will appreciate and re- and be excited for the Bad Batch in general. But when it comes to Star Wars fans, I can definitely see some people being like uh, some Star Wars fans or, uh, you know, because when it comes to normal viewers, I can definitely see the Bad Batch, after, especially after the trailer. I can never see you know, casual viewers being interested uh, in the Bad Batch in general. But when it comes to Star Wars fans, some people will be interested. Some people wouldn't, you know, like always, you know, we, we don't have, uh, no, uh, everyone doesn't have, you know, the same taste. So, but I will say this, you know, the Bad Batch is a really interesting choice, you know, not only to do as a sequel to Clone Wars, but as a spin-off in general, you know, and... Basically, my first introduction to Bad Batch when in season seven, like you know, for me, I really, I really enjoy the characters. It kind of reminded me of like a Star Wars version of the A Team. So, 
you know, and the old the overall story that you know that uh, all these clones were like basically genetically like changed or experimented on made me also way more interested. And now also with um, I to you, you know, another member joining that in that batch, you know, uh, which was uh, shown in Clone Season Seven. You know, I think like you know with the trailer what I've seen, I've uh, not only with the also with the Clone Wars animation, you know, returning, but also as the overall story and the overall adventures and action sequences, like, I can definitely see the Bad Batch being a very interesting uh, show, you know, to explore, you know, and also a lot, some people are saying that, that there's a rumor that maybe the Bad Batch could also show the mystery behind Grogu, you know, and how he was saved from the Jedi, uh, Jedi Temple you know, on Coruscant, you know, but again, like, this is just a rumor, but overall for the Bad Batch, I'm, I am excited to see, and I think, like, you know, a lot of Star Wars fans and casual viewers will appreciate uh, the overall TV show, you know, because for me personally, I'm really excited to see uh, what Dave Filoni and the crew are offering with the Bad Batch. Fantastic. So just missing out on number one here. This is a, a combined ranking. I know um, we we could have had it in different areas, but that is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, this show was my... It was one of the shows which it's like, you've got to give Obi-Wan the Kenobi a TV show. This has to happen. It's been hinted for so many years. So when I saw this announced, I thought, this is absolutely fantastic. Not only that, but we do now know that Hayden Christensen yeah. will be reprising his role as Darth Vader in this series. I mean, all I have to say is, is sort of, what is your opinion on this? Because such a beloved character, Ewan McGregor returning, returning as well, returning as well. I mean, this is literally gold dust, isn't it? For, for you know, for Star Wars, they are really, really lucky with with sort of the people that they're bringing in, and I really, really hope that this show delivers. Oh yeah, absolutely, I agree with you. Like Obi Wan Kenobi, but I mean, first Obi Wan Kenobi started as a movie, you know, because they, you know when they decided to do anthology movies with Rogue One and Solo, but after that, you know, after the chaos that you know with Solo and all that, like you know, they decided to remove Obi Wan Kenobi movie out of the of the anthology movies project, you know, and then they decided, well, they decided, you know, there was this rumor going on around that there's going to be an Obi-Wan Kenobi series. So even though back then I treated it as a rumor because it wasn't officially confirmed, you know, even McGregor, like uh, on the Disney presentation, I, I, I think it was like uh, two years ago or last year, I'm not quite sure. But when he uh, like uh, officially confirmed that he's going to come back as Obi-Wan, really it made me excited so much just like you like i get so much excited and also like you, you know also we now know that it's going to take place 10 years after the revenge of the sith movie you know which for me it's a really reasonable timeline uh more precisely a reasonable time jump you know uh for the show you know uh, to, to you know when it comes to this overall story but like you like you know when i right i heard rumors and I was really hoping for this to be true. And now Kathleen Kennedy, like you said, confirmed Hayden Christensen. Christensen is back as Darth Vader. And this is way more and more and more excited. More excited. But I will say this, that it kind of... I was kind of surprised when she said, now, like, you know, get ready to the rematch of the century. Now that, now, that part, actually, for me, some fans could have problems with because, you know, a lot of people think that uh, after the Battle of Mustafar, that you know that obi-wan kenobi and anakin they never saw each other you know until uh, new hope you know but there were some stories that you know some possibilities they could say like you know okay maybe they had a rematch before he you know uh, officially went on tatooine you know and looking out looking after luke you know that maybe they could do that but again it's very risky 
but you know, uh, you know, and also I'm re- really hoping they're gonna we're gonna have some flashbacks with Hayden Christensen's Anakin and even McGregor's Obi Wan as well. You know, because we need to, because when you're gonna have Darth Vader in it, you've got to have Anakin Skywalker in it as well. You know, you're gonna have it, you know, in it as well. But you know, I mean, we don't know too much about the story and what it's gonna be all about. But overall, just like you, I'm really, really excited. I'm really excited. You know, I mean, they said that this show is gonna be limited. You know, I think they said it's gonna be six episodes. You know, and I think they said also they're gonna last uh, one hour each. But for me, even with six episodes. I'll, I'm just fine. Just simply give me a like really good Obi Wan Kenobi story, you know. And seeing even McGregor and Hayden Christensen for me, that just just simply is enough. Just give me a, just give me a solid, great story, you know. Although I am a little bit worried about the rematch thing. Yeah, definitely. And I think if, like you said, it was a limited show, it's only six episodes, but they're going to have to cramp cramping so much story um, I, I'm guessing it is going to be successful because these two are very very memorable characters but it, it couldn't have been half an hour per episode because they would have had to cram so much story in but you know the, the stars that they've got in it the story the, the the place in the timeline is fantastic but it is not our number one our number one is Ahsoka uh, this is starring Rosario Dawson and it's set within the timeline for the Mandalorian and it's going to be around Christmas 2020 that is once again going to be a show which I'm going to be counting down the days for um, Ahsoka Tano was very very interesting in The Mandalorian because when I knew that she was coming she's been hinted I really like Rosario Dawson in the uh, Netflix MCU shows I think she's a great actress but I wasn't expecting to see her that much and the fact that she portrayed was portrayed so well in The Mandalorian. This has made me incredibly, incredibly excited for this show. And I think that there is, once again, this a, a way of portraying her story without sort of the companion of, of Anakin we've seen in The Clone Wars. Um, how do you think this is going to link into the idea that, you know, there are still Jedi out there, um, even even when we we saw Ret- Re- Return of the Sith, um, of all the all the Jedi sort of dying, how how do you think it's going to link in with that? Well, I mean, you know, there's a lot of possibilities with, with the Ahsoka story. There's a, there's a lot of possibilities, but for what we know, just like Rangers of the New Republic and the Mandalorian, Ahsoka set in the same timeline and as those two shows, you know. And, uh, you know, and they, the way how I understood is that Ahsoka, the Rangers and the Mandalorian, that all going to make this like big crossover at the uh, crossover event at the very end of the Mandalorian, you know, like this kind of like big series finale, which opened the door to many opportunities. And for me, I'm going to say only one name, uh, which is Fron. I think the finale is going to be a, uh, the battle against Fron. That's just li- at least my guess, you know. But as you said, like, you know, I think the story of Ahsoka, I think it will be centered. I mean, that's my guess. I think it will be centered around the uh, maybe Sabine Wren and Ahsoka searching for Ezra after you know, how Star Wars Rebels uh, ended, you know, because that's part of the Ahsoka yeah. chapter that we didn't see, you know, fully fulfilled, you know, like. And also, you know, when she said in the episode five and season two, where is Graham O'Fron, which also kind of assumed. She's still searching for Ezra, you know, alongside Thrawn, you know, or maybe Thrawn even escaped before she, before she, uh, she came to Ezra, you know. I mean, there's so many possibilities here, you know, and just simply, not just simply 
John Favreau and Dave Filoni working on it, but also the writer of the show is Dave Filoni, you know, so I have really big, big faith in, in the Ahsoka TV show, you know, but again, like, it's really, it's really, uh, you know, there's so many possibilities for the Ahsoka, you know, story, because one thing is, you know, uh, before I continue, did you watch Star Wars Rebels? I, no, but I'm, I am on uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars at the moment, like I mentioned. But yeah, definitely uh, Rebels is going to be something that, you know, I, I want to watch uh, in the future because, you know, we're seeing that there could be more Rebel characters moving to the Mandalorian um, and, uh, you know, sort of connect that one as well. So, yeah, that's definitely going to be something uh, I want to yeah. watch. I mean, yeah. Like, you know, and also just simply the, the title of the Soka like TV show, I'm not. I don't want to spoil anything to you because, like, you know, because there are some markings on the circle and the symbols. You know, like there are some markings that kind of reminds me of, of a very particular episode of Star Wars Rebels. But for you, I'm not going to spoil you. I just want to experience Star Wars Rebels uh, yourself, you know, uh, on your own. And also uh, the edge circle, like there are uh, the markings or more probably the ancient language. Of those uh, on the edges of the circle, that reminds me of the of the stone where he was sitting and meditating when he was connecting with the force, you know. So I can definitely look at the story going into like uh, into very deep into the force mythology in general, you know. But again, uh, like will we see like 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 you said, other surviving Jedi in Ahsoka? Possibly, like it could be possible. But like I said, we don't have too much information, you know, about this. So I'm like kind of like 50-50 on it. But I think we'll, we'll be centered with the storyline, you know, uh, with, uh, which is connected with Star Wars Rebels and how the series finale ended, you know. I do think, like, we'll be centered more around that. And also, now this actually brings up a big question, like, you know, will Thrawn actually appear in The Mandalorian? Or she, he was basically teased for, specifically for this Ahsoka TV show. I mean, like, the, the, there's a really big open door to many possibilities, you know. But overall, just like you, I'm really 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 excited for ahsoka you know i really can't wait to see what this limited series is going to be all about fantastic fantastic so uh when i do collaborations over here on the podcast i always like to ask my collaborators what you are currently watching at the moment so i'm going to do exactly uh the same for you um at the moment, at this current moment in time, what sort of shows are you watching? What sort of films are you watching? And give out some good recommendations to my listeners before we uh, before we close this Ooh, show. That's a really big tough one because there's a lot of movies and TV shows I watch. You know, I mean, uh, but honestly, like right now, uh, I'm actually just like you. I'm rewatching Star Wars: The Clone Wars. I'm rewatching that as well. You know, and not to mention the last episode of The Mandalorian. I watched as well. Uh, you know, I mean, there's so many things. You know, I'm mean, usually, I will say this, usually I spend my time, you know, watching, uh, I mean, it's out of Star Wars uh, ter territory, but I, but usually uh, this, uh, most of these days I'm actually watching a lot of the British sitcoms. Okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, two of my favorites, so you know, which I would definitely uh, recommend to a lot of people uh, who are listening to this podcast, like, for example, Only Fools and Horses, uh, Bottom uh or even uh last of summer wine and the last one i will also recommend is the um is the black yeah definitely there's going to be some uh great shows um, i'm currently sort of working through the arrowverse that's been a massive thing for me this year um, because we've had so much time due to the lockdown and, yeah. and stuff like that uh, i i'm nearly um 
up to the crisis on EarthX uh, crossover. So that's where I am sort of at the moment, but love, loving them shows. And then, um, yes, but for, I can speak for, for every single Englishman that uh, Only Falls and Horses is a, is, an, is a classic over here. So you'll definitely have a great time watching them characters. Uh, but that is it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Um, absolutely massive thank you to Lord of Shadows for joining me on this podcast. I really, really appreciate it. And we definitely should be doing a lot more collaboration soon. Uh, so uh, please go over to the Lord of Shadows YouTube channel as well. Make sure you subscribe over there. He's trying to revive his uh, channel over there. And I'm sure there's definitely going to be a lot of in-depth um you know, exploring in all things movies and TV shows and make sure you favourite and follow over here uh, on Anchor, but also on Spotify as well. Uh, so you never miss any of the uploads. Uh, I always, Once again, I always like to do this with my collaborators. I'll let you sign off. So uh, Lord of Shadows, you can have the final word on this incredible podcast. Well, I will say this, that it was a really great fun, you know, speaking with you, uh, these new upcoming Star Wars TV shows and Star Wars general and for and second of all i'm really honored for you to having me on this of this uh, really wonderful podcast of yours so overall it was a really great fun really great pleasure and honor and at the end i just want to say with to you and to everyone may the force be with you i couldn't have said that better myself may the force be with you